We in. This is the beginning of the show. Hello, people. This is Hi. a very special episode. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it special? It is. I don't know why I just repeated what you just said. What's special? Huh? What's special about the it? The number of the episode. Is, is it 25? Yeah, episode 25. I, that, I knew that would be the, the special mm-hmm. number. Yeah. It's my number. I actually prepared yours. a cake. No, you didn't. What if I just... Pull it out from Just the drawer. Pulled a cake out. Uh, that's pretty cool. Episode twenty-five. That number is significant to us because we both wore twenty-five in high school. It's mm-hmm. my number because I wore it senior year. So you know, not you. I mean, but I wore Suck it first. It. Yeah, but for I don't longer care. on varsity. So I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. I hope you have a lot. To talk about. I mean, we should have a lot because it's been like a week and a half since mm-hmm. we did an episode. But but do you have a lot? No. I got some I stuff. Don't. I got some. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about the reason we didn't record when we normally do is because your brother was in town. We did the guest episode last right. week, but then we went and we we went to the games, which was really cool. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, the the games themselves were yeah fucking dope. I think we both fell in love with Texas Tech. Yeah, a little bit. Jared little Culver. Bit. Yeah, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. So that was my first basketball game I've ever been to in person. Mm-hmm. Super cool. It gave me a lot more respect for the physicality of basketball, the sort of like the kinetic energy of basketball. Just like, obviously when you're watching it, you know there's a lot of movement, you know there's contact and stuff. But when you see it in person, it's just, and you see like the size of the people and you can really tell how quickly they're moving and how hard they're, Sometimes their collisions are. It gives you a lot more respect for it, I think. And it's weird how, like... The, and dunks are way cooler in person. It, and it's weird how, like, the differing perspective, like, depending on what angle you're sitting at, mm-hmm. like, the court looks so much smaller and yeah. the players look so much bigger. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, than what they do on TV. Yep. Um, do you feel like... How do you feel like this has influenced your... Uh, like watching of basketball are you like 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 second guessing yourself or like we're like oh like fucking that wasn't a very physical play but like you're well i just I mean, think now i have even more I've, I've always felt like people were a little bit like blase about content like in when you watch like two dudes run into each other in slow motion mm-hmm. on tv you can very easily be like that's not hard that you know right but i've always kind of been like no those are giant people running into each other very quickly that's gonna hurt yeah for sure uh, so I haven't never been like to the level that a lot of people are where they, they kind of push it to the side, but it gave me even more respect for it. Like just seeing dudes fly around and crashing to the floor and stuff. And just like seeing, even seeing like dunks in person, lobs, lobs in person are so awesome. Mm-hmm. Woo. My boy, Chris Bosch, AKA actual name. Yeah. Tariq Owens. Fucking imagine what it would be like to see someone like Zion. Yeah. It'd be like, nuts. Yeah. It'd be completely insane. And like, like, like how fucking, you know, awesome it is to see Tariq Owens throwing down a lob, you yeah. know, like, like that is hype as fuck. But when you or see Jared like, Culver dunking on that dude. Yeah. Oh, I fucking completely took over the game. Yeah. That was the end. That's kind of like, so we went, your brother's an FSU fan. We talked about last week yeah. and we got to see FSU Gonzaga. First of all, Gonzaga's marketing department Literally hire anyone else. You're garbage. Their shirt said, their little hashtag said, hashtag, Gonzaga exists. I, I think that's pretty good. No, you don't. Don't lie to the people. That's a bad hashtag. Can you come up with a worse hashtag? No. Gonzaga is butt. That's at no, least that's, funny. That's, <laughs> at least it's funny. And it like, and it could be perceived as ironic, you know? Yeah, I mean? sure. Like, whereas like Gonzaga exists is like, what, 
You guys are serious. That's your bar? Your bar is that you're real? That's all you need people to know about you? And then the other one that said uh, no limits, but it was like N-O in bold, and then the K and the W were like faded. Weird, out, faded. Yeah. So it was like they have no limits, but also they like want you to be aware that there are limits <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. They know that they have no limits. I don't know, man. I think that's the thing. Maybe. It's not good. It wasn't good. Like, Gonzaga was good on the court. And they ran away with the game in the second half. But, uh, you know, rough marketing. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of weird. Like, we had a great time and really enjoyed watching the games and felt like the games were really good, even though it was two of the least competitive games of the weekend. Yeah. But the tournament from the Sweet 16 on has been nuts with close games. Um, fucking Texas Tech actually made it to the national championship. Yeah, dude, baby. What if they fucking guns <laughs> up, dog? <laughs> Red Raider Nation, dude. Uh, dude, yeah. What if they would fucking win the national? Be championship? awesome, dude. We would have watched the team that won the national mm-hmm, championship. National champions on their road to victory. Fucking smothering Michigan, like mm. insane, insane yeah. defense in the final four. Uh, this is the game that you're talking. Well, about. no, no. They smothered Michigan when we watched them. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, then yeah, they yeah. smothered Michigan State in the final uh-huh. four. Yeah, their defense is insane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, watching Jarrett Culver take over that second half, I was like, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Big fan. And then like even in the Final Four game yesterday, he couldn't get anything going all game. Settled for a lot of contested jumpers. Wasn't getting to the rim. And then in the last two minutes, he took over again. He hit like three shots in the last two minutes. Yeah, it's a bad habit of his. That, like settling mm-hmm. for contested, you know, long-range twos. Yeah, but you know what? His shorts game is strong. Yeah. Where's those? He, he's trying to bring back the short shorts. Yeah. He's it's not, like a thing. I see a lot of more people well, doing that. Who now. is that? Fuck. Who is that one kid? He was like from a, he was from a smaller school, right? The, the fucking, oh my God. I forgot what team he, he played for, but he had really, really fucking short? short. Like John it's coming, Stockton It's coming back, short. dude. It's coming back. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the style yeah. a little bit. I, the, I'm down with it. It's cool. I don't think we should ever go that far. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like nuts That's out. That's too much. Yeah, like like nuts out. That's too much. I, I'm down with it though. My favorite NBA on court style movement is the Ninja Turtle headband though. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. Th- Darren Fox it. rocks it. Uh, yeah, I saw. Um, yeah, uh, Drew Holiday does it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure even uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson's doing it. Yeah, I think you're right. That's mm-hmm. a that's a good one. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solid it's cool movement. Solid on court style movement. <laughs> Look, you got you got to like be creative. I respect it because you got to be creative. Like, there's not a lot to change, right? You can only wear so much. You have to wear your uniform, yeah. and then you can accessorize in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you know, you've got like the classics, like the shooting sleeve and stuff like that, headbands. But you know, to be to be unique, you've got to be really creative, and I, I respect that. Who's gonna start coming out with no shoes? You can't do that. Why not? You it won't work. Have you ever played basketball with no shoes on? You'll mess. I your think feet I played up. in. I think I played in flip flops. I've played in flip flops before too. It's horrible. Yeah. You'll me- even it's playing just, in low disgusting. tops. Yeah. It can mess your ankles up. Yeah. Or like, yeah, man, you don't play with no shoes. You'll get fucking mm-hmm. bottom of your feet will get all ripped up. Probably turn your ankle. Brutal. But yeah, so uh, Jarrett Culver. It's pretty easy to see like why he's risen up people's draft boards recently. Like, he's like. Pretty size, like consensus good top size, five. really good defender. Like a lot of a majority of people are like taking him before Cam Reddish, which I'm not sure about that, but I still like him. I don't know, man. Cam like Cam stock fell a lot this season. Mm-hmm. A lot. Do you feel like 
I mean, if you if him and RJ were on their own individual teams, that like their stock would have fallen as much. I'm not even going to go as far as saying that. I mean, if you want to say RJ stock has fallen from being the maybe number one pick to the most likely number three pick, right? Sure, but I think it's you know RJ is still considered I think a really good uh, prospect. Whereas I think Cam, it's like there's a lot of questions about him now. It's like how, what is his, um, what's his you know top end? I think is kind of like, is that the is that the question? I feel like I think the more... question is can he be your number one guy? Right, and I don't know if he can. But like, okay, so I'm seeing a lot of uh, mock drafts mm-hmm. that aren't. So the the Hawks potentially have two picks in like the top six or something. Oh like that. wow! Yeah, Go they have Hawks. like the five and that's six. some professional tanking because right of there. The, because of the Luka trade. I'm I'm almost positive. Oh, because they can get the Mavs pick. Yeah. They, if is the Mavs pick protected at all? Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not positive. Like I like I think that it might be. Prote- like top five protected, but okay. I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, okay, okay. But like, I would be really surprised if the Hawks didn't, if they had a chance, if they did not draft Cam Reddish. Yeah, he'd be a good fit. I think it'd be a good fit. Like, I think that he's, um, like, if they are trying to do some type of like Warriors light mm-hmm. kind of thing, he can be and the a, clay. He can be the clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's bigger than clay, isn't he? And clay is like notoriously like known as the person. It's like, well, can he really be the the, yeah. Your lead guy. Can Clay be a lead guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're trying to do Warriors light, obviously Trey is their version of Steph. Mm-hmm. They don't have a KD, but I think when you when you're like, let's do Warriors light, you're thinking pre KD Warriors. Yeah. And, and good luck trying finding KD. to build exactly <laughs> like trying to build the current Warriors is like impossible. Right. So you want like you need a Harrison Barnes more than you need a KD, which is way easier to find. Yeah. Yeah. But who's their Draymond? Is John Collins their version of Draymond? I feel like John Collins is good. John Collins is good, but he's just not Draymond. He's not he's Draymond. Different. He's different. He's very yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's a, a different player. He's explosive. Maybe like Jackson Hayes. You're forgetting. I see it like you are forgetting their best young prospect. Your redheaded brother, Kevin Herter. Yeah. He idolized Dwayne he's Wade good. growing up. He's solid. He's good. Solid. Solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Cam will go. Like th- he didn't even shoot as well as people expected. Didn't he shoot like in the mid thirties from three? I, I I just I don't like that shit doesn't bother me. Like like I just don't see him like not projecting into a good shooter in the future. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I just think that uh that your stock lowers when you. When you play with that kind of talent, like Zion was such like a transcendent kind mm-hmm. of talent this year that he's going to make everyone that plays with him look kind of... Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah? No, because to me, like I don't see why Zion being the, on the court wouldn't give Cam Reddish more room to operate and hit more open threes. Well, because the, the, the problem isn't that... That... uh. Cam wouldn't have more room to operate. It's everybody that surrounds him as well. And it's just like the the relative being able to judge someone's talent, right? Like Zion looks so good mm-hmm. and like sort of like already, you know, so ready for the NBA that it's going to make these people that like might be more of a prospect, might be like you might have to put a little bit more work mm-hmm. into them. It makes their value 
drop a little bit more. Um, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough about basketball. <laughs> Just in, like intense speculation. Yeah. It's, yeah. Per it's, it's a crapshoot. It's per a crapshoot. I feel like basketball drafting is even more of a crapshoot than other sports. Yeah. Sometimes. Like there's guys where you just know, you know what I mean? But then like, then there's Anthony Bennett's or Darko's. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're also kind of spoiled because the last couple of drafts have been really good. Really good, yeah. And have produced like a lot of guys who look like they're going to be really good players and future all-stars and stuff. And that's not normal in the NBA. Okay. Well, see, I think that like, I don't expect any kind of regression to the means there as far as like draft class quality. Obviously, do it can you fluctuate. think that players are just being better prepared? I think, well, I think that things can fluctuate, but I think that just as a sport grows, you know, mm, as you know, the, the, the timeline of the sport progresses, that you're going to have more of a wealth of talent and that maybe, you know, at younger ages, you know, kids can be developed better. You know, YouTube. I exists. also think there's a little, figure out how to run and pick and roll at there's, when you're eight. There's also of, a little bit of, um, like the, the, the idea of like immediacy and how, how whatever you've done recently makes me think of what you are and what you're going to be. Trey Young, for example. Trey right. Young was not good for the first half of the mm-hmm. season. Yeah. And now he's popping off for 35-point yeah. games all the time and playing really well. And he's obviously, his best asset is his passing. Yeah. And he's always been really good at that. But it's this weird thing where like now people are like more inclined to believe that he could be an all-star type point guard with unlimited range. Where that, you know, what maybe he's just hot. It's a weird, it's a weird, maybe, you know, there's this uh, thing that uh, I think Tony Kornheiser always says it is uh, the other teams watch tape too. And it's a, it's a big thing in football. Like after a player blows up, other teams can then take an off season to learn how to stop them. Right. And that's a real thing in sports. Like the Jeremy Lin effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or did Jeremy Lin just get insanely hot for like two months? <laughs> right. He'll never be that good mm-hmm. ever in anything in his life again. Right. I don't know. Basketball is a weird sport that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just, yeah. With but the, like the people that, the point I'm trying to make is like the people that argue that like Luka shouldn't win rookie of the year because Trey Young has been really good for like a month. That's some nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's year. A it's ridiculous. an award for the whole season. Yeah. Luka's easily mm-hmm. the rookie of the year. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I would still give it to Luca, but I also despise people who just like immediately um, say that Trey Young's a bust. You know, yeah, I mean? it's like, insane. Like in no, the, in the first it's year, nuts. It's completely nuts. And he's like in like he is the exact type of person that you. I mean, you have to give him at least like three years one, to see where he's one, going to be. One, his size. Mm-hmm. Two, his play style. Three, point guard is the position that takes the longest has to the, learn in the NBA. For sure, has the largest learning curve yeah. of any position. Um, that's why, like, I'm fucking, I'm patient with Markel. Like, <clears throat> just like, yep. You know, I'm fine with him being pack, backup point guard. You know what I mean? Unless he like starts playing really well. You know what I mean? But like, I don't like. There's gonna be a lot of fucking mistakes and shit. Dude, know? I was, point I guard. saw, I was at work and the McDonald's All American game was on from the year he was a senior in high school, and I was like, mm-hmm. it was sad to watch it. Yeah, he was so good. Mm-hmm. Just drill. He hit. There was a point where I think he hit four threes in a row. I was like, this dude, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. TOS. That's what happened. TOS? Yeah. Is that the name of the... Thoracic Outfit Syndrome. Yeah, that. I watched a video on it. Oh, yeah? The doctor broke it down. And, like, like specifically, like, how this could be influencing... Are you an expert now? Basically. Yeah. That, I'm going to watch a lot of House, so watch out... Watch out, out Derek. You think you know everything about... Yeah, there you go. 
about medicine? No. Look at me. I'm the doctor now. <laughs> I'm the doctor now. <laughs> uh, um, so it's been so long since we recorded an episode that we never even talked about that Nurkic injury. Yeah. Right? Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I had to. I, I have a sick fascination with watching those gruesome leg injuries. I have to see them once. Like, at least once. What'd you say to me? I'm going to grab my Water. I'm. I'm. All right. I'll continue. Yeah. I've got this weird thing where those really bad injuries. I just for some reason, I feel like I have to watch them one time, and I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that way. It, I don't know if it's like a something wrong with me. Are you some type of like? Are you some type of like masochist? I doubt enjoy- it. I doubt I'm a masochist. I feel like that wouldn't fit my personality. But, like, it usually doesn't match people's personalities, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, outward, you know, they're, like... So, like, so, I know so, exactly what a masochist... so pure I know so exactly clean. what a masochist is, but, like, for our listeners, you should explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a masochist is... Some, well, I mean, I think masochism is, like, specifically for, like, your own... Um, like, you gain pleasure out of your own pain. Oh, right? that doesn't make any sense, then. It doesn't. That doesn't fit at all. I definitely don't. I don't like feeling pain. That sucks. But I think that there's. Why still do you think I don't go outside? I might be. Uh, I have the internet incorrect. right in front of me. I might be incorrect. at my fingertips. But you might be. Uh, what is it? <sighs> the, the, A person the, the, who derives sexual gratification yeah. from their own pain or humiliation. That is nothing to do with having a like weird urge to see a gruesome injury one time well does it gross you out though yeah 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 but it's like i don't know it's like a shared pain thing a little bit where i'm like he went through this pain like i have to see what happened it's weird i, I can't explain that it. is kind of yeah that is kind of massive it's not like though. a it's it's not sexual like at you're all. like you're you're proactively seeking out you know things that are like just gross which is but like i don't like gory movies it's obviously it's obviously like a low yeah but it's not real that's true. You know that it's right. You know that's there fake. is something sick about it being real. Where you ever like, watched? Oh. Uh, what's that? The MTV uh, Scarred. You ever see, you I've ever never see seen it, but uh, dude who went to high school with us, Adam Bunsey, uh-huh. his brother tried to get on that show once because he got like gruesomely injured in a skateboarding accident, and they sent in the video trying to get on that show. I don't think he did. But you oh, never, maybe he did. I don't remember. But you never seen an episode of Scarred? No. It's yeah. It's pretty fucked up. I don't have any interest in it. But for some reason, I don't know. Maybe because there's blood. M- most likely blood. I don't know. I guess not. It's the it fact that there are blood. scars implies me implies that there's blood. There's just something so like, like it's just so like fascinating and horrible at the same time seeing a leg snap like that. It's nuts. Right. It's such a crazy thing to see, and then it's super inspiring when people can come back from it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Karis Levert. Paul George. Out, out there playing. Yeah. Paul George, dude. Dude, fucking, a lot of people are talking about how uh, Paul George, like, you know, a lot of people are counting out the Thunder just because, like, Paul George is, you know, since he's been on, uh, since he hurt his shoulder, shoulder yeah. um, he's come back and his efficiency is not really the, what it was. Mm-hmm. Dude, he, uh, in that f- fucking Pistons game, dude, fucking popped off. I think he had, like, a Can I tell you the only reason quarter? I would count out the Thunder Why is, that? is if they get the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Because then they're going to get the Warriors, and no matter who gets the Warriors, is screwed. Mm-hmm. But if they get the seven seed, obviously, dude, you could convince me 
to put money down on them beating the Nuggets in the series. Yeah. I would lean towards doing that if if I knew how to gamble. Would you would you bet you would bet on the Thunder to beat the Nuggets? I think I would. Yeah. I think I would. I think I might too. Yeah. I I, I think the Nuggets are great. I think they're a lot of fun to watch. I think Jokic is amazing. But I think that when they step on the court that I think at least three of the best players on the court are on the Thunder. Like, out of the, if you're like the top five players on the court, three of them are on the Thunder. Oh, okay. Russ, Paul George, and I think probably Stephen Adams. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, like, you don't think Stephen Adams is better than Jokic? No, 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 no. Obviously not. Although mm-hmm. Stephen Adams has like Jokic light characteristics. Like, he's a really good passer too. Yeah. No one that's a big man passes like Jokic. Uh-huh. No one. But literally ever, I think, has ever had as a center with as many assists per game as Jokic. I think. Mm-hmm. But like, he's got a little bit of that of the vision thing. He's a, a, an incredible. Uh, not even rebounder, but boxer outer. He's they're, like they're very different players. Yeah, no, they're super different. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Stephen Adams is underrated and really good. I also don't. Whereas, think like, that... I, I think it'd be like, I think Jokic would be would be the third best player on the court. I think. Yeah, I think Paul this season it'd be Paul George. I still think that despite his shooting deficiencies this season, Russ is the second best player on that court. And I think it it depends on the game too, because well, obviously there's Jokic games where Russ is. Far and away the best player on the court, mm-hmm. and there's some games Dog. where he's the worst player on the court. Dog, fucking like, I, there's. I'll go back and forth with like sort of, like like love and hate uh, with Russ. I love Russ. Love. Yeah, him. like I I'll, love the passion he plays with. I love the force that he plays with, mm-hmm. and like he can be frustrating when he's taking stupid shots. Yeah, but you live with it because of what he brings to the table. Yeah. I would say I would say a majority of the time that like like it's it's hard for me to. To hate Russ, I would say there's a couple. Russ things that, can be frustrating. There's a couple of cons to him. I would say one, he can fucking on the court. He can take just make bad decisions. He can shoot you out of a game. Yeah, shoot yeah. you out of the game. Off the court, like his militant fucking hatred uh, towards the media, it just kind of bothers me. <sighs> Sometimes I like it. Yeah, like when somebody asks him like a really stupid question and he's an asshole to him, I really like. Is, like, I like he, it. <laughs> the problem is he thinks that like every question is that question. That's yeah, a little bit. Me. A little That's bit. That's what bothers me. Like when, like when Pop like will uh, pop off against he's someone. He's the master of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or like that Nuggets game when he got ejected in a minute, yeah. and then after the game he was like, "Did somebody punch somebody?" <laughs> but the fucking resounding pros for for Russ. I think that he's probably like the most fascinating dude to watch in transition. Yeah, it's insane. That dude is like I. Do you think I don't the, watch a lot of Thunder games. I don't watch a lot of Thunder games, but I watched that Pistons Thunder game, and that there was a, a moment in the game. Oh, you talking Russ, about that passing mid? Uh, it was a two on two, basically, like barely. I mean, he had two guys in front of him, mm-hmm. and uh, Stephen Adams was trailing behind him, and he fucking did a spin move, and then mid spin threw it behind him to Steven Adams for a wide open dunk. Yep, and it was probably one of the most beautiful passes yeah, I've ever seen. Crazy. When I watched that, I was like. Oh, He's an insanely gifted. Like the pe- people, like uh, try to put the narrative that he's like a stat hunter, mm-hmm. and he can be. Mm-hmm. There are he knows when he has eight rebounds and he needs two more to get that triple double. Yeah. He knows, but I've talked about this before. It's part of their strategy too. They want him getting the rebounds to push the tempo. That's why Stephen Adams just blocks out three dudes at once and lets us come in and get the rebound, like. And, and, like, assist hunting is a weird thing, right? Like, the the idea of assist hunting is such a weird 
thing to be negative about. Like, oh no, he's setting up his teammates for open shots. Oh man, he's 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 selfish. It's a weird thing. It is weird, but like, is there? I think that there is a window there where you know getting an assist can slow down the offense. You know, like 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 your the the uh, the mentality of I need to get an assist mm-hmm. might choke down on an opportunity for a pass to an assist or you know i need to just or just getting fouled this, or something or i need to just pass it into this guy on the low block i'm not this isn't thunder specific yeah but uh, i need to pass it into a guy on the low block like say uh fucking joel and beat is having an incredible game you just right? gotta get him the and ball. uh ben simmons has you know 15 uh 11 and 9 and he mm-hmm. needs an extra assist right but fucking like, you know, it's getting down towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. They need to just fucking feed you well because whoever's on him can't guard him, right? Because he's got Vucci on him, yeah. whatever. Yeah, he would probably – he'd want to get Joel the ball there. Yeah. As much as Vucci's improved defensively, that's a different animal. He still gets roasted. JoJo's, like, a, di- you JoJo's a different animal. Yeah, like team de- defense can only go so far. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that shows glaringly with Kelly Olynyk. That's too. why uh, fucking point guards will pop off against us. Or if we try to we try to hide DJ Augustine, certain guys can yeah. pop off like Danny Green did. And got fucking like seven of ten from three or some shit like that because DJ that's was that's him. fucking chump change compared to eight of eight from the field from Norman Powell today. Mm-hmm. Are, are you sad, dude? They're they're not I'm, out. Not they're yet. Not out. I'm I'm not giving up yet, but it's not looking too good. No, it's I won't give up yet. Yeah. So it'd be a very, they might be out by the end of the day. It'd be a very Miami Heat thing to have to beat the Brooklyn Nets to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Very much, but but we have to beat the Sixers first. We had a rough last what six games? Mm-hmm. Celtics twice, Raptors and and Sixers. Mm-hmm. We got the whole gamut of the top of the East except the Bucks there. Mm-hmm. And then you know losing to the Timberwolves was really bad. And that's also, you know, if you could go back and say, hey, don't lose to the net, the the Hawks twice. Don't lose to the Suns. All those scrub. We love losing to scrub teams. Yeah. Love it. Super annoying. I don't know, man. We'll see. I just, I, I hope that D-Wade's last game is not a road game in Brooklyn in the regular season. That would be a bummer. Do you think he's going to play a whole nother season? Just nope. <laughs> One, like, one more, fun. one last dance. <laughs> encore? Maybe the, the encore round? I don't know. Do dancers do encores? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't either. An encore is like really specific, right? Like it's that's like, like a, for it's a like performance. When a, when the, you know, the band finishes the concert, they leave the stage, and the the crowd's like encore, encore, and they come out and do one more song. Are there a lot of like? Because, like, dance performances are so much well, different. they're choreographed like, and... Well, they're, they're, but, like, say if you're, you're like, at, like, the, war, the world of dance or something like that. And, it, it, like, it isn't even, like, choreographed. Say someone's just freestyling. Okay. Right? Just a, a, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, like, what kind of situation would you... I don't know. I just don't think that there's very many encore What do you mean? So, so, the dude's dancing. He's super dope at dancing. He finishes his dance. He leaves the stage. And we in the crowd think he's dope and want to see more. And we say, encore, encore. And he comes back and he dances again. It's that simple. Illogical. What? <laughs> he says, drop me a song, whatever, and I'll make something up. I'll dance. Come on now. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. One more, one last dance. On one last, last dance. One last, last dance. <laughs> uh, what else happened? Oh, yeah. Also been so long that we haven't talked about this Conor McGregor shit. Remember he retired? Apparently. That's not real. Uh, okay, so there was shit ain't real. like literally like two big... Conor McGregor stories that came out the, the exact same day, like within 24 yeah. hours of each other, right? Well, I think it was the first hours one. Of each other. Yeah, like the first one. He tweeted one. that he was retiring. Okay, that when you got the Bleacher Report report notification. Oh, I saw it before that. I was on Twitter, what, and I was like, when that's, you saw that, I was like, that's your, not real. Yeah, my like, instant no reaction. That, I was playing two oh, game. I was like, fuck that. I was like, I don't believe that. All that means is paid a man. No, I don't believe any of it. Paid a man. Uh, the second one. Because I don't even want to fucking pay any mind. The that. the one thing that did give me, I'll say, give me a little pause in believing it was Dana White's statement about it. Dana, Dana was like, "Yeah, it's real." He told me he's done. Uh, his, I, apparently, his whiskey is making him big buku bucks, and he right. has other business endeavors that he wants to pursue. But still, he's still t- uh, putting Instagram posts out of him training and his son in the ring with him, which is I, I gotta say that shit's adorable. Yeah. I think that's super fucking mm-hmm. cute when he puts Connor Jr. out there and he's and he's fucking. Looks like he could beat me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then later in the day, there was a report that he is under investigation for sexual assault in right. Ireland, right? Yeah. That was like like more of an actual news story to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like what's going on here? Yeah, which we uh, haven't heard anything since then about it. We don't know. I, I guess that's really rare for non-American uh, police forces. I, I guess... Most countries have a, like a thing where they don't release any details about anything until it's done. So they'll just come out and say, we are charging X with this. This has been our investigation. This is what we found. Whereas in America, it's like, yo, this dude might have done something. Mm-hmm. Which honestly seems better. Doesn't it? To be like, like to include the public like immediately <clears throat> like that or? No, I'm saying it like Ireland's thing seems better. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying No, that. no, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like the court of public opinion can get mm-hmm. so out of hand sometimes mm-hmm. that it seems like a much better solution to just have a thing where just no information goes out until it's done. Yeah. So we won't know the breadth and width of this uh, incident for however long it takes them to get to the bottom of it. Hope it's not true. But if it is, get him out. Get him out of what? The USA? Every, everything. Like, yeah. deport him? I don't the think what? a crime in Ireland would constitute him being deported. But I think Ireland would be like, we're going to arrest you. Do you think his, like, retirement thing might have been, like, a preemptive, no. like... like I think he's just nuts. Because <clears throat> now he... Since then, he's hinted that he's already... He's already hinted that he's coming back. Mm-hmm. It's been less than two weeks, and he's already like... Eh, you know, it's, 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 he's like, he's a master of staying relevant. Even when he's not fighting, he's a, he's very good at it. Cause isn't he suspended right now from the Khabib shit? Is he? I think he might be. Didn't they both get suspensions? Like six months suspensions or something? Obviously over. retroactive to when it happened. Right. Like all USC suspensions. I thought that was over. I don't know. Like the cell phone thing didn't bother me that much. He shouldn't have, like, stolen the dude's cell phone. But, like, the idea that he, like, took the dude's phone and was like, hey, don't just walk up to me and take a picture. I get it. You know? 
I, I can imagine that it would be super annoying for people to just think that they have a right to just come up and invade your space and invade your time and just start taking pictures of you. I get it. Maybe control your temper a little bit, but, you know, whatever. This is obviously really bad if it's real. And I would say, yeah, don't let him fight anymore if it's real. Fucking send his ass to Ireland for his punishment. I don't know what their punishments are. Right? <laughs> I don't know the laws of Ireland. Guillotine. Fucking, fucking <laughs> send him out on a on an island. They desert him on an island or something. I don't know. We're fucking. This is so racist against Ireland. So nationalist. I don't know. No. Dude, I don't know. Let's move on. <clears throat> you so got more uh, sports stuff? No. You want to talk about some of these trailers that came out? Let's talk about Joker because that's, that's the one that I'm most excited about. Let's talk about Joker. The the trailer itself. I'm not. I'm not even saying the movie. So the Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. trailer released this week, and everyone is super into it. People are very excited. They think they are claiming it to be the best movie ever already. <coughs> what do you think? Did you get like a a feeling of like? Okay, so when I, when I was watching this trailer, I was like, the, the, the entire time, I was like, this isn't actually a Joker movie. It's not a Joker <laughs> movie! Fuck off! What, because he puts some makeup on, it's a Joker movie? Dude, you could very easily just call this movie The Clown mm-hmm. or something, and exactly. it's just its own movie. Well, you see, it's all nothing of these... to do with the fucking Joker. Okay, so... <sighs> I'm not I... saying it doesn't look like a good movie. You're right. It's just not a Joker movie. But I also think that that's more speculation yeah, based, based on, on just yeah, the fact yeah, that it's a trailer. Yeah. Like, you, throughout the entire... It looks like a fucking A24 independent film. Yeah. Right? Like, it would be like... Which is by cool. Like, I'm into that. Yeah. It, like, I'm into Joaquin Phoenix playing a super depressed dude who turns to, like, fucking psychotic crime. Mm-hmm. That's, that sounds it looks like, like something a, that would be like... Sounds like an interesting movie. looks like something that would be directed by James Ponsel, like the Spectacular Now guy. You know, yeah. like a lot of handheld yeah. shots, yeah. a lot of, like... Um, the entire time I was like, this, is, this isn't a Joker movie. It's Come not, on. It's not Come a Joker. On. And then yeah, they show hey, Arkham. So like how much of, of this stuff has to do with the Joker? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe like showing his relationship with his mom. We don't know shit about the Joker. That's the fucking point. So, okay. So do you think that uh, like giving the Joker an origin story? I'm not a, interested. You think that's a bad I'm idea? not interested. Okay, there's a difference I think part of you being interested in it being a bad idea. I think it's only a bad idea if it doesn't work. Okay. Anything can be a good idea if you do it right. Okay. I, again, this movie could come out and I could see it and think it's fucking amazing. Right. But to me, it's not a Joker movie. It's, it's just a movie about Joaquin Phoenix being a depressed dude who wants to be a comedian. And it's like loosely can be a, you know, a Joker movie because you mm-hmm. can call him Joker. Make him look like a clown. Not a Joker movie. No, it's not. They just slap the name on it. Make more money. I feel like this is also speculative, though. You know, we don't really know everything about the movie yet. That's true. It could, it could be something different. I don't even remember seeing the Arkham shot in the trailer. I oh, you didn't? I just don't remember it. Like, I was literally, like, looking for... Something? I, I was like, I was like, this isn't, like, a DC comic story. It's just called Joker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I saw the Arkham... It said, like, Arkham Hospital or something. But that's, like, the most obvious and loose connection you can make. 
to link it to the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Now I get that this is sort of their thing now. Um, I think people are referring it, referring to it as the Elseworlds banner. Elseworlds is a thing in, I think it's DC uh, comics where they tell stories that aren't connected to the continuity. And it's like in another universe, you know, this is what it's like. So one shots. Yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. So like, they're just like down with making these Elseworlds movies that are like not connected to the DCCU. And I get it. It's fine. You know, that might be the best movies they make. This might be the best movie they've made since the dark Knight trilogy. Might be, you know, or maybe Wonder Woman. I don't know. But, like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, like, could it have been something that was made completely independently and just not attached to the DC comics? Yeah, sure, absolutely. It just wouldn't have made as much money as it's going to make because the Joker name is slapped on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't, I feel like I can't remember being less excited for a movie that I think is probably going to be good. Really? Yeah, I'm, like, kind of mad about it. I'm, like... This is what you have to resort to, right? I'm not as disappointed. I'm just like, I was just more surprised. It's just weird. Like, Like, a Joker movie is a weird idea. And, like, I don't want to know about the Joker's mom. Or, you know, the Joker's... The the most we've ever seen of the Joker's past is from the... uh, Frickin' frag. Is it the killing joke? Which storyline is it? Killing joke. Yeah, the killing joke. Where we see things that may have happened. But in his past. That's just like one artist's take on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what like, I'm saying. Other than that, we don't know anything about the Joker, and that's part of the allure of him as a character. It's part of what makes him great. I I think that it's an aspect of what could make him great. But I don't think... like I like the killing joke. I like the fact that they gave him an or- origin story. It's not a full-on origin story. That's It's not like a... like He's a psycho. But you know more about him through that book than you do through the Dark Knight, right? Sure. But I like the Dark Knight version more. Yeah. I would agree. And it's a similar thing where he tells multiple conflicting stories about his past. But I don't think that this is like, uh, you know, the ultimate like like sword that's going to you know fall down on like this movie you know like I don't no, think no, that's no 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 again I will I keep saying I think it's probably going to be a good movie I don't think that it's going to be it's Hamartia you know like that <clears throat> it's fatal flaw is the fact that it gives an origin story to Joker like I I'm interested in what they can do with it it's also directed by Todd Phillips which is kind of weird you know do you know Todd Phillips I don't know anything about so him so he directed both of so the first two Hangover over movies yeah, maybe the all hangover three guy, that's right he did yeah. Hangover Due Date Old School and Road Trip comedies yeah I mean it's about a comedian yeah I thought that was interesting yeah I wish I was more excited for it I think Joaquin's great I agree, and he's he's also like I a, think it's, part an, of, I, it's a good casting too for uh, oh like Zazie someone. Beats is in it and shit mm-hmm. like there's a good cast yeah, yeah. um but speci- like especially specifically oh for Joaquin. the character yeah. yeah Joaquin's great um I think part of my reason that I'm and fucking Bobby De Niro's in it yeah We're playing like a that. like a TV show host or something mm-hmm. by the looks of it um part of my like trepidation with it of, of like wanting to be excited for it, like stopping myself from being like, this movie is going to be great. is like the amount of love it's getting by people from people. Like people are obsessed with it all of a sudden. It's like, this is going to be the best movie ever. And I'm like, calm down. 
people are like, is this going to be the movie that saves DC? And I'm like, it's barely a DC movie. Like, is Batman in this movie? Then fuck off saving the DC universe. Get out of here with that. Freaking saving. Get out of here. We've talked before about fatigue, right? Like about the, the uh, like spe- specifically Marvel movies, you know, like if this, if it, you mean how people always say they're superhero fatigue, but then money never shows that that's true. I, I should Shazam say, just made a fuck ton of money. Sure. Sure. But like, I, uh, I don't think that just because dollars say that, you know, it's still successful that, you know, fatigue doesn't exist. I'm not fatigued. I can still be fatigued and go see the movie. I'm not fatigued. Okay. I still get hype. But what you're talking about with the Joker movie just sounds like fatigue to me. That's because it's not a superhero movie. Okay. It's a movie that is like six points of Kevin Bacon connected to the DC universe. (coughs) I'm just saying, like, if anything, I'm the opposite of fatigued and I'm mad it's not more of a comic book movie. The the kind of stuff that, like, that you're saying, like, the conclusions that you're drawing are the same things that, like, people talked about, like, with uh, Logan. I right? think Logan's like, incredible. Yeah. I love Logan. <laughs> but a lot of people were like, this, you know, wh- why can't this just be its own thing? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even really have to be a Wolverine movie. It could be its own. That thing. movie leaned a lot on the history of and the like character. And like, how are, yeah, I agree and, with you. And speci- not, not, not necessarily through, uh, like, comic history, but through the movies. Like, it, his film history. I agree with you, but like, I think that the, the crux of that movie is the relationship with uh, with a girl, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I think that you could have, you know, just had like some type of like rated R independent movie where, you know, yeah, you but it, this. yeah, but it would have been a lot different if it wasn't Wolverine movie. Obviously, I think. Yeah. Like, this movie's probably gonna be a lot different if it wasn't yeah. a Joker movie. Yeah, he's gonna wear makeup instead of not. But there's makeup. a there's a, a predominant fear amongst people that are very fatigued with superhero movies that like the. You know, the ex machinas of the world, the fucking mm-hmm. spectacular nows that like they're never going to exist like on like in their own accord. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think A24 somehow... would disagree with you. Huh? I think A24 as a production company would disagree with them because they're constantly trying to make sure those types of movies get made. Mm-hmm. And and I. Yeah. And I again, this is not my this, yeah. is, this is a devil's advocate's yeah. perspective. Um, but uh I, I think that they will always exist. I think that there's too many people that are that have that kind of distaste who are like, no, I want to make my own thing. You know, I want to make yeah, hereditary. Sure, absolutely. I want to make hereditary and not have it be associated with anything else. Yeah. I want it to exist on its own. Well, it's my, it's, you, know? you know, it's my idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, like, but it, the whole thing but it of doesn't like, just happen with superhero movies either. I mean, it happened with Cloverfield. Fucking, uh, what is it, 10 Cloverfield Lane? Was something that was written like just entirely like outside of the Cloverfield. I don't know anything about Cloverfield or Ten Cloverfield. Have I've you ever seen? You've never any seen of any of the Cloverfield movies? Nope. Um, yeah, but uh, obviously you know. What I've heard Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane is good though. I think I haven't seen the Cloverfield Paradox. I think both of those movies are actually pretty good. I like Cloverfield and I like uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard John Goodman's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just really weird. It has. Uh, I, I'd be spoiling it, yeah. but it's obviously associated with Cloverfield movies, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it really needs to. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, literally, like the story behind that uh, that that script was being was being passed around, and people really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess when Bad Robot got a, a 
uh, got a hold of it. They said, you know, for marketing purposes, why don't we make this in the Cloverfield universe? That's really weird and interesting. Hmm. Yeah, you're talking about like the fatigue. I don't. The thing that always bothers me is when people talk about like how because all these superhero movies are getting made and these big big budget blockbuster movies, not even just super, Star Wars movies, Star Trek movies, you know, big blockbuster movies takes away the kind of movies, those sort of mid-budget movies. And I don't, like, why Why can't people like both? I like both of those movies. I get just as excited for a movie like The Spectacular now as I do for the next superhero movie. Sometimes more excited depending on who's involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what year was The Spectacular? 2012? Something like that? Yeah. I couldn't tell you, is that the, the, the Avengers? Is that the year The Avengers came out maybe? Avengers or the came year, out 2011, right? The year after the Avengers came out, maybe. maybe? Yeah. So you know what my favorite movie is from like that that like two year span? Spectacular. Now. The way way back. Oh, okay. my favorite movie from that from mm-hmm. that span of time. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know. Do any of the the Marvel movies like crack your top five? Probably of the past like ten years. I'd have to sit down and make a real list. Right. But I don't know. Right. Probably. I don't know which ones. Spider Man would be up there. Guardians would be up there. Infinity War would be up there. Black Panther would be up there. Uh, Ragnarok would probably be up there. Civil War would be up there. There'd be a lot of them that would be like... Like if you were like top 25, it'd be loaded with them. You know what I mean? But top five? I don't know. I'd have to mm-hmm. sit down and really think about it. It might make like top 20. Specifically Marvel movies. Yeah. Fucking, obviously... The Dark Knight is the, the shining example of like... You said last five years or ten years? I think that was more than 10 years ago, dude. I think the Dark Knight was more than... Yeah, that's more than 10 years ago. I wasn't even thinking about including mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Been a while. Wow. That's nuts. Um, you want to talk about that other trailer? That yeah. I sh- uh, showed you this morning? Yeah. The Dead Don't Die. What do you know about Jarmusch? Uh, I know that I've heard of... A lot right. of his movies, but I've never, uh, fuck, what, what, what was some of the stuff that I'll he made? Up. Um, <clears throat> he has one, like one of his first films was, uh, on a criterion collection and I've just, and he's someone who, uh, he gets referenced a lot by a lot of people. Um, but yeah, like other than just secondhand knowledge, broken like, flowers, I yeah. only lovers, stranger than paradise. So yeah. Stranger than paradise is like Patterson, the, the criterion movie. Those um, are his top four known for an IMDb. Mm-hmm. So he has, he's worked with Bill Murray before on Broken So Okay, Flowers. this movie is a is a zombie movie, mm-hmm. starring a big cast. It they're literally pitching it as like the best casted zombie movie ever. That's like their yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray and Adam Driver seem to be the leads. Uma yeah. Thurman is doing a bit, or not Uma Thurman. Sorry. Um, Tilda Swinton. There you Jesus, go. I feel like I do that a lot. Yeah. Tilda Swinton is. It's also is easy it. to confuse her with Uma Thurman. Yeah, she's doing. Some she's Katana doing the shit. Uma Thurman bit in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's like a super silly seeming character. Mm-hmm. Selena Gomez is in it. RZA is in it. Uh, Tom Waits is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, your girl? Did you say that? Did you see? Uh, I your said girl? Selena. Oh, okay, sorry. Of course I did. I was it listening? Uh, yeah, there's and there's even more people that they put on the poster. Um, Dude, like, I want to see this movie just for this Adam Driver Bill Murray relationship. It looks so good. Oh my god, the 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 delivery going on, yes. the, the dry humored 
two cops delivery thing yeah. they're doing when he says ghouls yes, holy shit ghouls, yeah. Adam Driver's ghouls they're like what do you think this is wild animals and he's like everybody's saying it. wild animals Adam, Adam Driver's like I gotta be honest I think it's the zombies, zombies. <laughs> and Bill Murray's like what and he's like the undead ghouls <laughs> The way he says ghouls kills me. That's for sure the funniest part of the trailer. The delivery is so good. Mm-hmm. I like that end, like when he's leaning out of the car with the katana and he's like, You got a nice cut there. And he's like, You played minor league ball. Like their relationship is gonna be fun. Like, yeah. It's very dry humor. I I'm very into that specifically from this trailer. I think that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I I'll be really excited about it. Uh if they do give like a lot of room for them to like fuck around. Yeah. It, like it'll it'll it seems like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Tilda Swinton's character seems really fucking Ridiculously funny. crazy. She's mm-hmm. like a, she works in a morgue or a. She's a mortician. Mor- yeah. Like. She's a mortician doing makeup on dead bodies and yeah. they wake up and then she's doing like this katana shit where she's yeah. like fighting zombie. She's got a crazy accent and she's like, I believe that I am. Uh, she's like, I'm I think completely prepared. I am completely prepared to de- defend myself from zombies. And Bill Murray's like, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. I'm in. I'm into it. It seems like a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit! I just remembered a sports thing that I wanted to talk about, but it's, oh, it's just silly and not a big topic. What is it? Contact Curry. Oh, dude! Fucking how crazy how cr- is that shit? Can you imagine if this is real? If Steph Curry has never been able. Okay, so Steph Curry got contact. It's it's real. It's fucking. Well, wait, he has a small sample size, though. I'm saying like long term. Is Steph Curry you getting the effects, the, the effects? The effects of, his con- of contacts. the contacts. Yeah. Is what I'm talking about. Because he, he obviously has an eye condition. Yes, he has astigmatism that cannot be corrected through yeah. LASIK surgery. Mm-hmm. If him getting contacts fully makes him an even better three, he's shooting over fifty percent since he got contacts. How insane is that? What if he's just is that's his life now? He just shoots <laughs> over fifty percent from three because he can fucking see the basket. That's so stupid and weird. Although I will say. I remember my first experience with glasses. Yeah. I don't know if you do. I played baseball when I was younger. Right. Wasn't good. Didn't like it. But I played for a little bit. And the first sporting event I ever did was baseball practice with glasses. And I was like mind blown. I was like, I can see the ball. Yeah. It's nuts. I remember being in the outfield and being like looking around and being like, well, I can see everything. It's crazy. So I can only imagine someone of Steph Curry's skill level. I remember getting uh, uh, glasses uh, the, for the first time and then playing basketball, like how it affected my shooting. Like I was like, oh, I still suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see that I suck. <laughs> I just thought that was super funny. I can witness my own shittery. <laughs> <laughs> just the idea of like the best person in the world at something having a physical limitation that could potentially make them worse at that thing and then fixing it is silly to me. Yeah. Like he has his own embarrassment of riches. Like, of course, what if it made him a worse shooter? What if he was so used to not being able to see right? Well, I thought about that. Adjusted to like what he was used to. Somebody on RNBA commented that, uh, fucking, that this is basically like uh, Daredevil getting his eyesight or something. <laughs> that might hurt him though. Right. That could exactly. hurt. That could hurt Daredevil. Yeah. Um, he's so like, used to not being able to see. Yeah. Yeah. And like in the like in his senses. It's are a good bit though. Yeah. That's interesting. Fucking like uh, like Steph. Um, like the the movement of his shot is like what he focuses on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the and that's what that's why he's such a good shooter is because he's not focused on the on seeing the basket. Okay. 
That's what I kind of thought of. No, it makes sense. Because he can, he can shoot from so many weird angles and mm. stuff. That's true. Because I've played without my contacts like within the past like six months. Um, yeah. And it's like different. Like I have to. You I have always to play sports without being able to see. Mm. When I play like if I play pickup football yeah. or basketball or something. I You have, have to focus on the I don't have contacts. The, so I can't. I don't yeah. wear my glasses when I do stuff. All right, back to movies. I've got two casting things that are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Remember a while ago we talked about Netflix making a Cowboy Bebop movie? Did we? Yeah. I don't remember that. And we don't, we've never seen, wait, have you seen Cowboy? I've seen like five episodes. You've seen some Cowboy Bebop. I haven't mm-hmm. seen, I've seen one episode. Yeah. Seems very good. I've heard great things. Uh, John Cho has been cast as the lead in that show, which I think is interesting. John Cho. John Cho from Harold and Kumar. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Searching. Last year? Yeah. John Cho. Is he supposed to be like playing the lead? It's the dude that Steve Bloom voices, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Like he doesn't fit the vibe of that character really. But I think John Cho is a really good actor. And I think that he could put a a good twist on on something. I wish I knew more about Cowboy Bebop to to provide more of a... Yeah. We can't really like talk about it that much. But I like John. I I like John Cho though. It does seem weird, but like, good luck finding uh, like an Asian actor. That's good luck going finding to have any actor that fits an anime character well. Like, I feel like that's kind of a weird thing. Fits fits an anime character, but yeah. also like has like the the resonance of Steam Blue his, his voice. voice. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And the other one, the potential Black Widow movie is advancing with the casting news of David Harper. Yeah, I saw that unknown character, but. More work. Give that dude more work. I love that guy. He's great. I just think it's cool that, that it seems like the movie's actually getting made. Finally. The Black Widow movie? Yeah. I just watched Iron Man 2 the other day. Holy bejesus. What, what? That's all I will say. That's ass? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Scarlett Johansson. Oh, she just... She looks good? She's Is that very what talented. She's very talented? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been... I've been uh, I started rewatching. I'm not going to watch all of them because that's ridiculous. Well, did you like start watching Iron Man and then not watch all the way through? No. That's what it seemed like. No. I was like, I was like, oh, he's watching Iron Man. No, I finished and it. I was, I was like, maybe I just got in some type of like time warp with 2K. Maybe. You know, where like I just. I, the whole day disappears my, on you? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That could have mm-hmm. happened to you. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I've been rewatching. I watched. I, I skipped Hulk. I had this thing where I was like. I, I like I like Google. I was like, what, like, what is the list of movies that I shouldn't skip? I, I wanted to find the like, what is the most compact rewatch I could do of the MCU leading up to Endgame without watching every movie? Mm-hmm. So I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, like, people were like, yo, just definitely skip Hulk. You're like, how can I Pokemon this and only exactly. watch the episodes that? Because there are lists for that on the internet. Yeah, there are great comprehensive lists of which episodes, yeah. which. Includes several like, you do not need to watch to get the story. And like of Incredible Hulk is like the Diglett episode. Sure, where you kind of sure. you can sure, but like in my heart, I was like, but I like that movie, mm-hmm. and I really like Ed Norton, and like I don't like that it isn't necessary. So I was like, I'm gonna, I feel like I should watch it as support, but then I didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't. There's not enough time left to do to watch them all. Isn't Hicks and Gracie in that movie? Is he really? Yeah, he's the he's the one that like is like uh, like meditating with him, like teaching him how to breathe. And that's shit. Hicks and Gracie. Yeah, dog. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I'm pretty sure it's Hicks and Gracie. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. I think that movie's underrated. Like a lot of the, like, 
it's this weird thing where people are like, oh, Hulk's, you know, bottom third Marvel movie. And I'm like, yeah, but the fucking, what does that mean? Like, that still means it's a good movie. Marvel's track record is really good. Fairly good, yeah. Like, if you made a batting average or a three-point percentage shooting on Marvel movies, yeah. it's really high. Like, stupid high mm-hmm. in terms of movies that are at least good. I just, I, I just rewatched Iron Man 2 better than I remembered. Okay. Better than yeah. I remembered. There are There is a huge lull in the second act of that movie where I don't think they succeeded at doing what they wanted to do, which was show Tony Stark uh, basically panicking and freaking out, thinking he's going to die and going nuts. And they just did it in a really lame way. He had, It's that stupid party scene where he's pees in the suit and then fights Rhodey. And it's just kind of dumb. The dance fight, right? Yeah, the dance fight. It's Don't just, they play like ACDC or yeah. something? He's yeah. like, give me a fat beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind it's of lame. dumb. It's lame as fuck. And then like the the I think the the final fight is cool, but it's like uh, Mickey Rourke like isn't that good throughout the movie. Isn't fucking uh, Sam Rockwell? It's kind of like, a waste like of hapless? Sam. That's the thing. So Sam Rockwell's performance is fine, right? It's a, it's a solid character for Sam Rockwell to play. Yeah, fits his niche really well. The problem is that he just completely and utterly sucks at everything. Yeah. Why couldn't they make him a legitimate foil to Tony Stark? Not just a dude who is the, for some reason, he is a man who is the government's number one weapons manufacturer and he can't make weapons that work. Yeah. What's the point but of that? It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's things in Iron Man 2 that suck, right. but it was more fun than I remembered. And I think just a lot of it is just because Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. is so good. Why, why, like, why couldn't he? It, it would have been... It, it's so easily could have been like a really interesting yep. foil, right? Yeah. Like, just like we're just representing yeah, Justin Hammer should the, be, yeah, the well, like the the worst parts of who Tony Stark is, exactly, right? and or was, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the kind of person that Tony Stark used to be. Yes. Um, Instead, he's just like a he's a, a fucking hapless dimwit. Yeah. Like n- nothing that he does is he's, yeah. he's he's more like comic relief in that movie yeah. than anything. Yep. And like Mickey Rourke is there mm-hmm. and you're they they like shoehorn in the storyline where like howard stark wronged his dad or and then like something i didn't like so they set that up right they're like oh his mickey works characters mo- uh, uh something v- ivan vanko not ivan drago ivan vanko his motivation is that howard stark wronged his father and stole his designs and then got him deported or something. And then like later in the movie, Nick Fury is like, nah, none of that shit's real. Like his dad was an asshole. And it's like, why? What's the point of that? Part of what makes Tony a great character and makes his life so interesting is that Howard Stark kind of sucked. Yeah. Howard Stark was kind of shitty. It's like a shitty dad. And Tony was kind of shitty. And Tony is, is, remains kind of a shitty person. Like part of what makes Tony a great hero is the constant attempts to overcome himself. Yeah. And his own ego and, and his his own ego and narcissism, and I think that's what they wanted to uh, to attack in Iron Man Two, and they failed at it. Yeah, but it was more fun than I remembered. I remember like Whiplash as a character really enjoying him though. Like I, I it's a it was, cool design. I thought it was cool. It's yeah. a cool design. Like the idea of a dude with whips is cool. Mm-hmm. But like when I watched it this time, I was like, when he shows up to the race the first time, and he like. Attacks Tony Stark at the race. It's a very fun scene. Uh, he, 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 it's scary because Tony doesn't have his armor, so he's like defenseless. 
he's got these cool whips powered by a repulsor technology, which Tony had just, you know, told the world wasn't going to be possible for another 10 years, at least by anybody but him, which was another great scene, that courtroom scene with the, with the shitty Senator. And he's just completely shit talking this. It's great. Um, but isn't that like Gary Shandling? It's Gary Shandling. Yeah. yeah. Hell, Hydra. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of fun, like rewatching the early movies too, knowing what's coming. It's interesting, um, but so that seems really fun. And then like the ridiculous, it's like happy driving in with Pepper to get him the suit because it's in a box. And then like him, it's like really he like puts the suit on out of the box. And back then it was like that's so fucking cool. And now like his his armor in Infinity War is like self healing. Like it's yeah. just really cool. Like how much they've changed, dude. His his phone in the first Iron Man movie. Is one of, remember the phone that it looked like a flip phone, but then it turned. Yeah, that's the kind of phone that Tony Stark uses in mm-hmm. Iron Man One. Mm-hmm. That's 2008, dude. It's been 11 years. The amount the technology has shifted in this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I lost my train. Now he's got like a holographic phone or some shit. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, I forgot I was getting. The point I was getting, oh, oh, you were talking about liking Whiplash as a, as a character. I, know, I was like, that part at that point in the movie, I was like, Whiplash is cool. Yeah. It's fun. Later, he shows up in the final fight in a full suit, but he still just uses whips. And I was like watching it, and I was like, why didn't you like put more on your suit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you think, why wouldn't of, you have guns? If you think about him fighting Iron Man and War Machine at once, mm-hmm. and all he has is some whips, you know he's gonna lose. Yeah. What are you thinking? Why yeah. are you so attached to your whip design? You can keep the whips, but put more stuff. Yeah. Come on, man. What are you doing? You're bad. That's bad villaining. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's almost like that. The idea of the thing just kind of took over, like the 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 practical sense of it. Yeah. Also, Don Cheadle coming in, very good. Don Cheadle is a very good roadie. Because it was, uh, I always feel a little bit bad for Terrence Howard because one of the last shots of him in Iron Man is him looking at the suit and going, "Next time, baby." Oh, and he never never gets to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is weird because, like, the character does next time, but the actor doesn't, which is kind of funny. And yeah, then I watched, I watched, I rewatched Thor. Uh, even Thor, like in hindsight, I was like, this movie's like better than I expected it to be in hindsight. It's a fun movie. And like a lot of people like shit talk the um, the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. And I don't think it's that bad. I think it's fine. The thing that always bothered me with their thing was that for some reason, I feel like Natalie Portman is older, like too old, even though they're like only two years apart. Mm-hmm. But it's because I've known who Natalie Portman is for so much longer. Right. She's is been that, around the game for, yeah, for so long. Yeah, since she was really she's young. She's like Tobias Harris. Kind of. She's, like, she's been in the league for yeah. so long. That you think, you she's, think she's older, older than, than she, she actually is. is. Yeah. yeah, and she plays characters that skew kind of older than she is in real life. She can play like she can play like a 50-year-old, and I would believe her because she's so talented. Another thing I thought of when I was watching Thor. Do you ever, in hindsight, think about like, what, uh, like what gold they struck by casting Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston in that movie? Can you think of anything that either of them did before Thor? No. Do you know what Chris Hemsworth's biggest role was before Thor? What he was, Captain Kirk's dad in the opening sequence of Star Star Trek. Trek right. That's the biggest thing that he had done. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy that they found both of those dudes right. relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. And they're both so good and so perfect for what they do. And they've both blown up so much. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy. Good yeah. work. Good work. Uh, whoever the casting director was for Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that was, but you did a great job. But yeah, more fun than I remembered. Captain America. Watched that last night. I'm going to watch Avengers tonight, probably. Well, first, we're going to watch BVS and then, yeah. re- and then record. And then record. Yeah, look forward to that, guys. That's our spoiler episode this week. We're going to do Batman vs. Superman because <clears throat> Zack Snyder had to come out and talk some shit. So it's relevant. And we've always thought it would be a good episode to do because I'm going to get really angry. Do you have uh, any other movie shit? No. No? No. All right, so I listened to something. You listened to something? Yeah, I listened to something. Uh, so what do you think of uh, Logic's soundtrack? I bet that you don't like it and I love it. Really? Why do you think that I don't like it? I don't know. When I listened to it, I was like, I just feel like Chris probably won't like this. Or really? he'll find something. Why? You, I don't know. Because you're a hater. I really liked it. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. I was actually going to I was gonna do a shout out on it eventually, I, but I we can talk about it now. I was expecting a little bit. So I, I was expecting something different because you... Well, the first time I listened to it, I literally cried. And yeah. I can't put my finger on why. I uh-huh. think something about that last song just uh-huh. really got to me. Yeah. The, like, I, I felt very connected to that final song. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this album. I've been listening to it like all week since it came yeah. out. Did you know that he's a number one Times uh, New York's New York Times bookseller now? Oh, nice. He's gotten... Which, it's, that's kind of weird. Kind of, kind of wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, okay. So supermarket is a novel that logic, AKA Bobby Hall, which is his author name and his real name, uh, just released. And he released a, an album that serves as a soundtrack to the novel and also is his fifth album, which is kind of weird. Cause he's releasing another album in like four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently he's been working on it for a long time. It is not a hip hop album. It is like, there is some rapping on it. But it is listed as an indie alternative album, I think. It's it's hard to quantify what it is. Exactly. Like, like it's hard to put it into a genre. I went into it not expecting as much rap as there was yeah. actually in the soundtrack. Because there's, there's there is three or four songs where he raps on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he raps on. Oh, there's obviously like a lot of like hip hop influence. Yeah, there's things. a lot of hip hop influence. Uh-huh. Yes, um, certainly. There's also like clearly a lot of like Red Hot Chili Peppers influence. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Radiohead influence stuff like that so uh this is something that i I wanted to talk to you about Mm -hmm. like logic is known for doing this a lot Mm -hmm. and i think that this is probably like my biggest uh, gripe is too strong of a word because it doesn't like hold necessarily bother me hold up huh hold up it's your biggest hold up where you're like "Eh." yeah you like it's like like man i wish he didn't do this as much okay but it's sort of the 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 sampling like the oversimplification and th- I, I'm not an audio engineer or a musician or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not, uh, but it's not just like, okay, I'm going to take, uh, this, um, mel- like I'm going to take this literal clip of a song and then repurpose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like sampling. Yeah. yeah well, like that, that is sampling, does. but like he'll, uh, take a, a melody from a chorus or, um, well, uh, well, I mean, the the song is the song is called "Baby" on this album, where he takes. There's a couple t- times oh, that he baby, does it. Oh, baby, you you got yeah. what I need. He takes that and he uses it. Yeah, he which is like it's it's a kind of a thing in music now. There's a lot of people that do that now. It's weird. 
Or you'll take like, Taylor Swift did it on her last can, album. Uh, there's a song I hear at work all the time that does it. And I can't remember what it is. Do you feel like Bobby does it too much? What other specific examples do you have of it? I feel like he did it twice in that album. I don't. Um, I don't know what the other one I, is. I remember the Bismarck key one um, off the top of my head. Uh, him doing the that one's really obvious. Um, and he's like kind of tongue in cheek isn't the right word, but he like addresses that he's doing it kind of. He's like, I would be like this, and then, yeah. Interpolation was the specific word that I was looking for. Interpolation. Interp- okay. Yeah, interpolate. Yeah. Good word. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interpolation. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking it up on uh, on Google right now. Because there was a... Which the, song the, you're talking about? Well, not the, the song, but like the interpolation um, Wikipedia page. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so, so yeah, like I don't, I don't know what other song on this album you're thinking of. Cause I didn't, this, it was the, that was the only song where I was like, oh, he's clearly using, he's interpolating. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that word, but yeah, he's interpolating. So, uh, interpolation in music is in popular music. Interpolation refers to using a melody or portions of a melody, often with modified lyrics from a previously, re- previously recorded song, but re- recording the melody instead of sampling it directly. Right. Mm-hmm. So that baby, you got what I need. That is like an exact example yeah. of yeah. Um, interpolation. Uh, some interpolation examples. Oh, baby, you. This is actually a pretty interesting list. I fucking went through. Oh, I'm it. sure there's a lot. Yeah, uh, this is a, was a really interesting list. I went like one by one and like listened to each song because mm-hmm. like there was a lot of songs that I was like, I know both of these songs and I didn't realize that you know this oh, okay. later song okay. was interpolating things off of. Okay, so obviously like a, a, an example is like Eminem sing for the moment. Yep, that, that was an yep. interpolation of yep. Dream On yep. Yep. by uh, Aerosmith. That's like very obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, another one is. Uh, Frank Ocean song uh, "White Ferrari," okay. Um, and, and you probably you don't know Blonde very well. Right? I you know, yeah. God, vaguely. you gotta listen to Frank Ocean more, man. I listen to Channel Orange a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it, is there a reason why you kind of? just... I just really like Channel Orange. I just well, why you're not listening to Blonde as much? No. Well, correct. I liked yourself. it when I listened correct to it. Yourself, it's <laughs> fucking great. Dude. I, just, uh, I think that I found Channel Orange just like a little bit more. I don't know what the word is. There's just things in blonde that are just like kind of weird. You know it's very I mean? weird. It's it's so weird. Channel Orange, it's so weird. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Frank Ocean's a weird guy. That's yeah. why one of the reasons why I like him. Uh, but there, yeah, and the song White Ferrari. Uh, he samples or you know interpolates uh, here, there, and everywhere by the Beatles. And like I had to like literally like pull up both YouTube pages and then like find the specific song. Like, cause at first I was like, this doesn't sound at all. And then I like found a specific part Okay, and I was like, Oh, there it okay. is. Okay. That's interesting. Um, fucking one that I didn't realize, which I feel like it should have been more, uh, obvious to me at the time was uh Kanye West hell of a life. One hell of a life. Fucking interpolates, uh, Iron Man by black Sabbath. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Um, are you just going to go down this? No, list? I'm not going to go down <laughs> the entire list. I'm not going to go. Down, but are you it, looking for something specific? Um, no, I just like, I, uh, what I'm saying is that this is definitely something that logic has done throughout a lot of, uh, his, I can't think of stuff off the top of my head. I believe you. Mm-hmm. And I, you found the other song. 
Okay, yeah. So I found the other song. The uh, it's literally called "Can I Kick It." Which can I kick it? The, yes, you can. You don't. You don't can know uh, a tribe called Quest. Oh, it's a tribe called. Oh, yeah. That makes sense though. He fucking loves a tribe called Quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, on his first album. That's what they. T- they and like uh, I said, Talia talks about it. And like I said, this is not like a gripe that I have with him. It's mm-hmm. just sort of a hang up. Like something that like I'm like I wish that he did this less. You know. I think I guess I just don't notice it enough. So we've talked about this a little bit before with our separate reactions to Mumford and Sons's um album Believe. Okay. I fucking loved it. And you t- said that it just made you think of a different group or a genre that where you were like other people do this better and I don't listen to that. Right. So I just didn't know it. So it was for me its own thing. And I feel like it's kind of a similar thing there. We're like, maybe a lot if of times. If you don't know a tribe called exactly, Quest at all, exactly. then you can listen to Can I Kick It and like n- not even realize yeah. that like this is a uh, a, uh, a hook yeah. that I, you've heard it before. But like, so I listened to uh, Can I Kick It, uh, Logic's one, and then went back and listened to a tribe called Quest, Can I Kick It, which mm-hmm. like the, the main melody that in rhythm that he's stealing there is Can I Kick It? Yes, yes you can. Can, can I, I kick, kick It? it? Yeah. That's the the thing that he's stealing, but um, the original, which he doesn't even sing in a that tribe song. called the, uh, whoever the the feature is is, what's, is who's singing it. The original a tribe called Quest was actually ripped off uh, a sample from mm-hmm. uh, like a '70s rock song uh, called uh, "Walk on the Wild Side." Okay, <clears throat> hey babe, take a walk on the wild side. Mm-hmm. That that's the. The sample that they took okay. for that a tribe called Twist mm-hmm. uh, took for that song, so I was just like, and I like, I forgot about that for a second until like I went back and then listened to it. And I was like, like it's interesting that like they're also sampling. And yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I don't. I, they're I, sampling, I think that there's though, a, not interpolating. Exactly. It's different. But, but like, interpolating is also a form of sampling though, because oh, like okay. I, I, I'm I'm fairly okay. certain because uh, that's what I said on the Wikipedia page. That's my, 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 my <laughs> that's how I know everything about music. Yep. Wikipedia. Uh, but I don't know. I think that there's a, it doesn't bother me. I really like the song baby. So I, I liked it. doesn't bother me. And obviously I knew what that one was. That's a super famous song. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I've also heard, um, like different interpolations of, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's been done multiple times by different Fucking people. Fucking Austin Mahone had one. And I was like, when oh, Austin Mahone, like, so Austin Mahone is like a Justin Bieber type. Oh, okay. Right. But he did a, a song called Just a Friend, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But like, oh, wait. Where he interpolated Just a Friend. That might play at work. Yeah. I feel like that song might play at work. Yeah. Yeah. But, and when I, when I heard that, I was like, there's a different level of how you do it, right? Like, you can do something well or poorly. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and it, like, I, I also, it was hard for me to, you know, mm-hmm. respect him from the jump because yeah. it's Austin Mahomes. Oh or, shit! Shots you know. fired. Well, like I don't, I don't have any problem. Like I'm a fucking, like I like Justin Bieber music, you know. Both, so I'm fairly bo- open. Both are I'm fairly open Justin to fans. like uh, to pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like it just gets to a certain point where I'm like, all right, can't do that. I can't go all the way. You know what I mean? Like I can watch the Oscars, but not the the Golden Globes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, a, excuse me, but usually Tina Fey and Amy Poehler do the Golden Globes, and they're great. More entertaining show. I'm not gonna watch it. More entertaining show. I I'll watch. I mon- watch a clip. I'll, I'll watch really their good. opening monologue. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I just 
there's a there's a line there, obviously, of like like when when sampling interpol and interpolation uh, can cross into sort of lack of creativity, mm-hmm. and I think it's easy for people that listen to Logic to sort of perceive that his creativity can be fleeting, um, because it's just which is weird, so right? influenced, be- yeah, but um, also like he's done so many different like. The, the Incredible True Story is one of the most creative albums out there. Like, it, it's its own thing. And he writes a novel, and he, you know, it's like, he's a super creative person. It's weird that, and you're right, it, it, there can be a perception that maybe yeah. he isn't. It's kind of weird. It depends on, like, what... I think it comes in more. This what do you way. find creativity as? Like, what, how do you define creativity? And if that's its, if, that's its own conversation. If uniqueness is the most important part of creativity, then it's easy to see that. I don't think that, that Bobby that's is not very true. Creative. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that I would say that uniqueness is the most important part of creativity because I think you could make the argument that every story that's ever told has already been told in a different mm. way. Mm. Anyway, I think. I think a lot, like a lot of people's pushback on logic, is often thinking that um, it's it's kind of in a similar vein. They think he like rips off. Like I saw a bunch of the comments after this album came out, were like he's just doing like a Radiohead impression yeah. or something, and it's like I I don't again I don't know Radiohead well enough to know, but like I also saw someone that was like this last song is just creep, as it literally sounds nothing like creep. He references the lead singer of Radiohead in the song and talks about it, uh-huh. but I know the song "Creep" and it doesn't yeah. sound like that. Like, like at the same time. So I like this soundtrack, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was like, I know the better version of this, which is I'll leave it, I'll leave it for my shout out. Oh, okay. Um, but I did like it. Like, mm-hmm. the, and. The, there was more hip hop in it than I, like, mm-hmm. than I expected uh, because of the way that you sort of reacted to it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, and if you think about it, like I had just finished listening to it, and the last like five or six songs don't have any rap. Do you on remember it. the the exact song that sort of got you? Yeah, it was that, the last like, song. The last song. Yeah, um, that wasn't Supermarket, right? Supermarket. I love Supermarket. Supermarket is my favorite. I love it. I've like it's the song where I was like. That that might be my favorite song on there, mm-hmm. uh, but like it was a song where I was like the idea of that song, right? That song could be horrible. Right. You could fuck up in the execution of that song, but I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last song is called I Love You Forever. It's a really sweet song. Mm-hmm. It's just really sweet. Where he's like, he, from his perspective, he is singing about how he doesn't feel like he's good enough for someone. And then halfway through the song, he sings from their perspective of like being like, nah, dude, you're, I love you. You're yeah. great. I love, and I was like, oh, it's just so sweet. Yeah. It's just a sweet, sweet song. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of songs I really I like DeLorean. I like uh Time Machine, Pretty Young Girl. It's a lot of good songs. The thing that I wanted to talk about with this album is that how fucking good is Six? Like Six can do anything. Every album that ever comes out from Logic, one of the first things you will always see in a thread or something is like Six did it again. It's yeah. always he just always six He's is that good. six is Logic's producer. Yeah. He's amazing, man. And like this just showed incredible versatility to me. Like like Ludwig level. Like he's not just a hip hop producer. Mm-hmm. Like Ludwig is like that now. Like people like he's he's won an Oscar now or whatever or nominated. I don't remember if he won or not. Yeah, I think he won. Right, Black Panther won. Did he something? I don't know. with soundtrack. I don't remember. But 
like Ludwig can do so many different things. And Ludwig was kind of big for a while for known for working with Childish Gambino. And now like, I think six has shown like a similar level of versatility and consistency. But like the weird thing is like, he wasn't, the, the reason no, no. That he started working with Childish Gambino yeah. is because he was working on Six Community. Is, Six is more linked to Logic than yeah. Ludwig was to Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Ludwig was doing soundtrack for Community and they started working together, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the album. I kind of thought you wouldn't like it. I don't I don't know why I did. I just kind of assumed sometimes that you will just not like things. No, I liked it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um Hey, I just saw something. Remember I was talking about the casting of Black Widow? I just saw something while we were on a little break. There was two more announcements to the cast besides David Harbour. Rachel Weiss and... Is it Weiss or Vice? I don't know. I've never heard I anybody think it's say Vice. Rachel Vice. Is she American? Rachel, Rachel Miami Vice. I don't know. I've never heard anybody say Vice before. No? No. So, but I don't know how often I've heard people say her name either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's spelled with a W, so until I hear otherwise, I will say it with a W. Right. Although it could definitely be a German name, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, the other one, my girl Florence Pugh. Blowing up. I'm telling you, dog. Blowing up. Blowing up. There's a big part of me that just wants her to fail just That's to spite That's so messed you. up, dude. Why, would you, why you. would you do that? Like, why would I don't, you wish look, ill on someone? Look, I don't... I don't Look, I, and nothing bad or anything. I just want her to like have a quick death. Like that's <laughs> nothing bad. All right, just a car accident. <laughs> Stop! That's so fucked up. What? I'm not saying. Look, you're a bad person. Look, it's not. I don't have anything against her. I just want her to never succeed because of you. Because I had an inkling that nothing she would succeed, her. and you don't want my inkling to be right. It's absolutely not personal. I just got a sixth sense for these things in this specific situation. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything else? You want to do some shout outs? Do you want to just tell me about that album you were just talking about? Uh, Yeah, let's go right into shout outs. All right. So my shout out and linking back to this uh, logic thing. uh, I I, I don't even know why I forgot um, about this album for so long. I never like thought to bring it up as a shout out, but uh, Kid Cudi's "Speed and Bullet to Heaven." Oh, okay. Kid Cudi's "Speed and I've Bullet to Heaven." I've never listened to it, but I know I know right. what it is. So a lot of people are fans of Kid Cudi, right? And I think that he's probably one of the most influential hip hop artists, um, especially within the past like 15, 20 years, right? Um, fucking, just the amount of people that you that you hear about in the business that are like, yeah, like Kid Cudi. We, I, I wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. exist. My music wouldn't have been the same without Cudi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Uh, even Bob, logic, even yeah, logic, is logic would about exist. That. Yeah, a lot logic would uh, agree with that. Yeah, um, but uh, so three, four years ago, um, "Speed and Bullet to Heaven" was mm-hmm. released, um, and it is like a complete divergence from the normal stuff that he kind of makes. Mm-hmm. It is like it's him making a Nirvana album. Yeah, that's the easiest way. It's like it's alternative rock. Yeah, um, and which it is is done way better than when Lil Wayne tried to make a rock album. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's um even guys like uh andre 3000 um said on like a a, a radio interview Very he was like but well he was like he was like people are sleeping on this fucking cutty album mm-hmm. uh but speeding bullet to heaven is a, long. it's very long There's a lot of songs like, on here over 20 probably yeah yeah um 
it is an album that like if you if I'm not even sure if like if you just like Kid Cudi if, if that's like enough in order to get you it's into so different than his normal stuff. Like and it's and there's a lot of kind of like cringy stuff in it too. Like a lot of like stuff that will it, it's almost like too vulnerable. You know, like, and that's something that's one of the reasons why I love Kid Cudi mm-hmm. is the fact that he's so vulnerable and yeah. the way that he's like, like, well, he's, he's talked about how he struggled with depression mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Being really open about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just obviously like, that's a, a, an example for me to like have something in common. It's a common ground between me mm-hmm. and him. Um, the, it's like the, the mental shit that he kind of goes through, but he, uh, this album it's so like, I don't. It's so vulnerable that I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people can listen to this album and be like, "Look, this is just this shit ain't for me." Like he yeah. has a song called "Judgmental Mental. Cunt." Yeah, I just saw that and I was yeah. like, "That's weird." He has a song called "Judge," where he's just like lit, like screaming throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all of it is like well articulated though and well composed and mm-hmm. like even though it is, it's like a really good punk album in that in that kind of sense. Um, uh, I think he has another song called Fragile on there that's uh, that's really good. Um, Fragile? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's really sensitive, uh, really f- like moody. But the entire time that I was listening to Supermarket, I was like, this is like such a switch up. Um, but like, I, f- I feel like Speed and Bullet to Hem- Heaven is the better example of this kind of thing. Um, oh, a switch up of oh yeah of like because it doesn't sound like Speed and Bullet to Heaven is the same like genre as Supermarket to me. I, I definitely think that there's specific songs that you could be like okay. yeah th- like okay because uh, th- there is a lot of acoustic stuff. You, I, I you know how the, like there's like a lot of uh, acoustic stuff in Kids See uh, Ghosts like there's yeah. a lot of acoustic mm-hmm. production in there. Um, Speed and Bullet to Heaven is is like that as well. Okay, um, cool. but it's not as it's not as hip hop for sure. Okay. Uh, there isn't as many synths or anything. I would not be surprised to find out that one of Logic's biggest inspirations for taking a leap like this was yeah. that album. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I know he's a huge fan of Kid Cudi. And yeah. I, I could see the idea that someone like Kid Cudi taking a risk mm-hmm. like that would inspire Bobby to take a risk like that. Which I think is interesting. And cool. Mm-hmm. And I like that we live in a time where more and more... Uh, different types of artists are willing to branch out into different forms of art. And I think that like, I don't think it's been happening for that long. Like I think Childish Gambino is one of the earliest examples that I can think of, of someone who succeeded in so many different things, despite people being like, no, you're this thing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I'm all these things. And now he's Donald Glover and he's whatever he wants. And I think now there's more and more people that feel like they can be, free to pursue whatever their interests are, which I think is awesome. And I think it's more than just artists too. I think like, I think you see it in athletes and stuff where, you know, like, like the LeBrons of the world or like even like Kevin Durant has like a production thing that he does. I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched any of his stuff, <laughs> but good. Um, hmm? uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it's good. I don't either, but I know it exists. I know that they're the, you know, even athletes are like that we can pursue different things. So I, I misspoke. Um, the, it's not called fragile. It's called handle with care. I really Mm. like handle with care. I can see, I can see 
how you could confuse that though well he, well, he also says i'm fragile and i'm delicate mm. that's that's part of the chorus um in the song uh, Speed and Bullet to Heaven, both versions, there is a regular version um, on the album as well as an acoustic version. Um, but like, there's also a really weird thing that this album does that where like, um, a lot of the songs are bookended with Beavis and Butthead skits. That's weird. It, well, like, it's, it's almost like this, this, uh, this album was like ripped out of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, like, it, it just has like that, that sort of MTV feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So um, I looked through I that, that track it. list and it's super long. Mm-hmm. Do do really long albums dissuade you from listening to them? They can. Um, they do for it, me. Like it, if something has more than like 15 songs, I'm way less likely to listen to it. it. It makes me less likely to listen to it in its entirety. Yeah. Right. Because like, like I, I listen won't like, listen to any of Drake's last three albums because they're so freaking long. Right. Uh, but there's like... Uh, like a good kid, Mad City. I'll listen to that good the kid, entirety of that album uh, instead of just like sort of cherry picking. Whereas this good album, kid, I City, cherry pick a lot yeah. more. Good Kid, Mad City, and uh, To Pimp a Butterfly are really long. I, I mean, all of Kendrick's shit. I don't think that any of Kendrick's stuff is. Damn, like, isn't super long. I don't think. No. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, my turn. Let's see. So I, I had like two this week that I thought of adding to my list. I'm trying to pick which one to use. I'm going to mm. do this one because I think it's a little bit more topical and can be jumped on more quickly. Game of Zones. Okay. So Game of Zones, which you still haven't watched, right? I've, I've seen all of Game of Zones. No, you haven't. I swear to God, I've you seen watched all of them all? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did I not tell you that? No, you didn't. Yeah. Game of Zones is a comedy spoof mm-hmm. that Bleacher Report does combining game of thrones with the nba and it's so niche but like in my niche and your niche too i think yeah that like oh god i love it it's so funny it, see like it's a weird combination of niches but like the, both of those niches by themselves are so broad that yeah. it's easy, easy Every, like, like to, so many people like game of thrones and so many people like the nba yeah. That smashing them together works really right. well. Like the center of that Venn diagram is, is bigger than you would yeah, think. Yeah. Because Game of Thrones is so successful. Yeah. And NBA is uh, Huge. At, it, well, it's at its peak right now. It's the fastest as... growing sport. I think that's true. Like it's a real mm-hmm. thing. It's like the fastest growing. Anyway. Yeah. It's, it's like two dudes that make it and they do all the voices themselves, I think. Yeah. And it's super fucking funny. Yeah. And it's also like its own little universe. Like throughout the seasons, it's like grown in lore and shit while staying <laughs> relevant to how Game of Thrones changed. It's it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's great mm-hmm. and silly. Yeah, very and, silly and knowledgeable too. Yeah, like, yeah, like they, yeah. They have and, to know about both and worlds in order to goes deep. Like you can, there's like you know, like scenes like in libraries where if you pause and read the book titles and like it goes deep into like referential humor and referencing both the NBA and Game of Thrones things amazingly simultaneous. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's very very funny. I think you can find it all on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's all on YouTube. I actually might go back and watch all of it just mm-hmm. to just to keep just to refresh on where mm-hmm. we are in the current 
world of Game and of Zones before the new season kicks off. I think very soon. They usually I, do it in oh, the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, I was about to say season six, right? They usually do the every season during the playoffs, and they're never long enough. And, and well, like, they're also, like, uh, fucking so short. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. So I've kind of made it seem like a TV show, haven't I? Yeah, they're, like, f- four minutes mm-hmm. per episode. You can watch all five seasons. In uh, an hour, mm-hmm. tops. Yeah. Maybe half an hour. Yeah, I watched yeah. all of them in one night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're super good. Very funny. Very topical, and the new season will be coming out very soon with the NBA playoffs starting. So that's the shoutouts: Game of Zones and Kid Cudi's "Speed and Bullet to Heaven." Yeah, to heaven. With two, two with the number two, Speedin not the word two. Bullet to heaven. Speedin with an apostrophe after yes. the n. Bullet to the heaven. number heaven. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, this has been the Chris and Kyle show. Been fun. Good to be back. It kind of feels like we've been gone a long time because we haven't recorded in so long, uh, but we haven't been. Um, we are going to be doing, as I mentioned earlier, Batman vs Superman for our spoiler episode this week. Should be fun. Should be a little bit of an event. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little taste of me. What, what did I get triggered about that one time? What did we do? I don't. I can't remember. I have no idea. We did. We did a spoiler episode once where I got like pretty triggered. But I think this oh, Venom. Week, it was. I think it was Venom. Yeah. But this will definitely be the most triggered I I will probably ever get. On this show. Should be fun. Venom was like for sure like the most discord that we've had. Yeah, probably. Like probably. We were, we were digging into each other. Hey, much. man. How do you feel now? It was either that. What, six months later or five, four or five months later? Do you still think? My, my, I mean, my opinion hasn't really changed. It's my best movie. Best favorite movie. <laughs> best movie of all time. <laughs> you couldn't even say couldn't it right. Even say it right. It's, <laughs> it's my best movie. It's my best movie. It's my what? best favorite movie. Gonzaga knows? No, Gonzaga no. exists? <laughs> Venom exists. No limits. <laughs> hey, Venom, no limits. Uh, all right. Find Chris uh, on chrismichaelstodd.com. Check out his scripts. Uh, Chris Michaelstodd on Instagram. Find me, Davinwell25, on Twitter and Instagram. Find the show, The Chris and Kyle Show, on YouTube, on all podcasting platforms, on Facebook, on the Instagram. Find it, TCAXPod on Twitter. We are not having a poll this month because your brother secured the win mm-hmm. in the bracket challenge. We're going to end up watching blue chips. We're going to end up watching blue chips. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. We out. We out. Stay weird.